all you positive heads out there, thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life, well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it, and I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode. So happy to be with you as always. I am very fortunate to have my good friend Chris Jackson here with me yet again to help steer the ship and uh, drop some of his wisdom. Uh, Welcome, Chris. Thanks Thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you who haven't caught, Chris has been on uh, a few months ago. He was on a show, and then he's uh, been gracious enough to co-host uh, an episode recently. And we're going to do a few more of these uh, here in the coming weeks. And um, yeah, if you, if you haven't caught any of the shows with Chris before, Chris is, uh, I guess I would put it as like an integrative philosopher. He has so much insight and wisdom to share from perspectives and angles that uh, – you probably never heard before. Um, today, you uh, have decided, and we, we kind of talked about. It, and there's so many different yeah. things that we've talked about over the months, and it's kind of trying to pick the the gems. You know, what are the best ones to go into detail? And uh, one is increasing your genius. How a person can go about getting in touch with their their inner genius. And I say, I, I yeah. believe we all have that. So yeah, I we're, we're going to go into to great detail into that. Um, so uh, yeah, we can we before we actually jump into uh, sort of the meat of that. One thing I also would like to throw out to you guys: uh, another thing that Chris does is produce some amazing events, and uh, you have One Love coming up, uh, One Love Festival, uh, October twentieth through twenty second. Is yep. that correct? In Lake Paris, California, just outside of California. I'm definitely going to be there. Inside of California. Uh, what did I say? Outside just of California. Outside of, outside outside of Los of Angeles. <laughs> I mean, just outside of Los Angeles, and uh, two very different things. And uh, yeah, so it's, you know, you guys have um, who've been listening for a long time know I go to uh, as many, you know, transformational festivals as possible. And so, uh, you know, having the experience of going to, to one that you're a big part of producing, Chris, and uh, also participating, uh, hopefully in some panels and things there and, and talking, I would love to mix it up with you guys. And Chris uh, and the One Love uh, team have been gracious enough to put together a little discount code for you guys if you use the word positive head uh when you get your tickets uh you can uh yeah join us in lake paris here in a couple months so and to pick up your tickets you can head over to the website which is onelovefest.com 
very much looking forward to that. It's some yeah. great music for everything from Moby to Curly to Closey to Desert Dwellers, I believe, yeah. if I'm recalling. I mean, a lot, a lot of great, Mark great Farina. stuff. Mark Farina, uh, a longtime favorite, if you like mushroom jazz. Um, so... Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys at One Love. Um, but yeah, let's jump into genius. Uh, you could be considered somewhat of a genius. You have your genius moments, I would say. And how does uh, how does one go about doing that, increasing their own genius and tapping their own inner genius? Um, I guess to start, there's what's been kind of revealed to me as a super simple architecture to all of reality. And it's, it's this great space. Like, genius is often referred to as something that some people are born with, right? Mm-hmm, or we mm-hmm. think of it as like high IQs. Mm-hmm. And, and really, like, when you look at what the most profound thing is about people who have genius, it's the ability to recall information very quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and very often complex information. Right. Um, in, you know, ways that, you know, often baffles us. Right. You know, having that, that, access to that sort of intelligence, you know, greater memory, um, you know, and, in in kind of neuroscience there, there is this notion that when you can connect things, you know, and I think this is also, I don't know if it's NLP or, you know, NLP uses a technique called anchoring, you know, which means that you can actually like bring states on by connecting it to more senses. And, you know, you can increase your capacity for memory Mm -hmm. by, Involving more senses, basically connecting more parts of the brain to mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. so that your access is quicker. Well, this architecture that I was talking to you about basically does that with all of reality. It creates an empowering context for sorting everything that we learn, you know, into through basic, very simple geometry. And this simple geometry also becomes a way of understanding kind of the creation of the universe. It, the way of understanding behavioral traits and characteristics, mm-hmm. um, different aspects of language. I really like the more I've I've kind of operated through this as like a secret decoder ring for for reality. It's been like <laughs> I like that. It's been kind of like uh, God, how would I describe it? Really exciting and and kind of mundane things light me up because I'm able to find these connections through so many different things. And you start seeing connections, you know, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, and in doing that, it it actually increases your memory and ability to recall Mm -hmm. and makes it easier to learn stuff. It's, it's integrative in the sense that, you know, when you connect things to other things, it makes it much easier to integrate that information and hold on to it in a useful place. Right. Um, So, you know, it's pretty simple. It uses a very arcane symbol, uh, which is like these two overlapping circles or like a Venn diagram, which then creates this um, kind of conical oval shape mm-hmm. in the center, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it, everyone's seen that pattern with the two two circles overlapping, and then you have the the segment in the middle. Where yeah, and it's often referred to, you know, in the more arcane you know, world as the vesica Pisces, mm-hmm. you know, or the Pisces shape, which is like the fish shape, mm-hmm. you know, and you see this used in Christianity as well, except on the, it's, on the back of cars and sideways yeah, instead yeah. of up and down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of like 
fascinating things about this shape, you know, as you start to get into it. And, you know, one, see that our, our world can basically be divided into two halves, in essence, you know, material mm-hmm. and ethereal, mm-hmm. right? Or you could say, you know, masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's funny, like, as you look at material matter, you know, etymologically, you know, the word is connected to mother mm-hmm. or the word mother comes, you know, from matter. from the same thing. And, you know, you think about what it means and what the properties are. Matter holds on to its form. Right. Mm-hmm. And it also tends to reflect the past. Mm-hmm. So it holds on to, you know, the past as well. Like you can look down at the floor and see all this past that's mm-hmm. happened on it. Right, right? right. And then, you know, Aether or father, which also sound very similar, mm-hmm. right? And as you get into other languages, sometimes they're they're again they're connected. You know, it holds on to nothing. You know, and and then you begin to see like that. Wow, this is actually the the architecture for reality in terms of you know the, the material domain. Mm-hmm. You know, is the past. The etheric domain holds the future. Mm. You know, possibilities, and then where they intersect in the center is the present. Right. You know, which is literally the gift, the now. Right. Which is where we're birthed through, literally as gifts. You know, and then we begin to see that we are also the gift, right? And these two opposing, you know, aspects of reality, then when they come together, it's almost like, uh, I think the the idea that we came up with is a window. If you were to take a window, mm-hmm. that the etheric domain would be the concept of the window. Mm-hmm. The material domain would be all of the things that it takes to build the window. Right. And then the present would be the window itself. Right. You know, right. when those two things collide and come together and they happen through us. Right. Literally as the present or as the gift that presents those things, you know, into the now. Right. And, you know, that's exciting to me, being able to, like, begin to experience reality in a different way also and experience yourself as this kind of cross-section, right? you know, in that middle point, you know, between the past and the future. Right. Like, you literally access ideas of a future possibility out of the air. Right. Which then feeds the fire of your will. Right. To heat up the waters of your emotions you know, to literally shape the earth of your physicality into action where you give birth to reality, you know, as your present to right. share with the world. Right. And I love that word because we present, yep. you know, and our presence. Present. And it's a gift. Yeah. And, and you are the gift. Right. And, and it, you know, it really helps in, I think, realizing that, that life is a gift right. and that you are a gift to life and that you can actually, like... Depending on, it's almost like we're fountains, literally, you Mm -hmm. know, and and that shape again, like everything flows through that shape or back into when you begin to think about it. Right. Like our eye. Right. right? So things come into the eye. Same shape as the eye. Yeah. Or, you know, the shape of the vagina, you know, you come through, you know, or things go in, you know, it's everything that goes in and out of this material domain, you know, happens through that shape. It's kind of profound. Wow. And, um, yeah, so beginning to see that is just the, the empowering primordial architecture or construct. And then you can begin to, you know, through that, see more complexity, you know, arise. You know, so basically 
and the way I, I said before, this kind of gives you a, a different perception on creation, mm-hmm. you know, and the Big Bang, as mm-hmm. it were. Mm-hmm. You know, is this notion that there was once this one sphere, like a dot. Infinitesimal speck of dense right. matter. That, you know, we call it the Big Bang like an explosion, which sounds chaotic, when in fact uh, it's really spin. You know, and if you look at a model of the universe, it's usually shown as an hourglass, right? right. Well, basically that thing spun, and as it spins, it pulls apart. Mm-hmm. You know, so where it was one circle, as it begins to spin, mm-hmm. it pulls apart into two spheres, and then those two then create the cross section, mm-hmm. you know, or the third segment in the middle, and then you have the cross in that, so it's one becomes two, mm-hmm. which gives rise to three, you right. know, and which many may you know call the Holy Trinity, perhaps you know, in esoteric or like mystic Christianity. Mm-hmm. And then you have the cross section inside that Vesica Pisces, which is literally what we're born into. Right. Then you have the number five, which is the the center point on the cross, mm-hmm. which is often referred to as spirit. Like our spirit inserts itself into the cross of our physical bodies. Right. We literally, these are our crosses that we have to bear. Interesting. Right. And the first stage of our life, our spirit, as it were, is very often weighted under the heaviness or the burden of this physical existence. Right. Right. Life happens to us. It tells us who we are. Right. You know, it tells us what's possible and, you know, it seems very limiting you know, and then it, we take on ideas of ourselves, you know, from others and right. from these experiences. And then we create stories about them. Right. You know, when in fact, you know, then hopefully we get to a point of transformation. And, and this same diagram, as it were, architecture can be used as a key to unlocking transformation as well. Because you see that you descend under that cross. In the beginning, your spirit's under the weight of it. Right. You know, and then literally, like, this to me goes into, like, potentially Christian mysticism. You know, that creates actually, like, a five-pointed pentacle, you know, or pentagram. Mm-hmm. The inverted one being when your spirit is is under the weight of matter. Mm-hmm. Right? And material consciousness. Mm-hmm. And then, hopefully, we get to transformation where we're no longer just the caterpillar on the ground. We go into our own chrysalis, mm-hmm. you know, or crucifixion mm-hmm. where we allow everything that we thought we were to die mm-hmm. so that we can be rebirthed through the center point of, of our own cross, which is our heart, mm-hmm. you know, into this virgin rebirth, you know, wow. a resurrection where we are now spirit above the cross. Right. Where life no longer happens to us, it happens through us. Right. And we use that cross now intentionally. Right. You know, as as a tool to create the most beautiful possibility of reality for others and for ourselves. Yeah, I love how you you sort of paint the picture of this because you know, it's something that I talk about quite often, you know, life happening not to us, but through us and for us. Right. But for, you know, some people, especially who are more analytical and want more, you know, give me more sort of meat, something more to grab onto and really um, paint the picture. That's really what, what this does. I mean, that diagram, using that um, explanation, it helps to really sort of ground it in a way that uh, I think can be really useful to someone, you know. And, and of course, we all learn in different ways, too. Yeah. So taking that and saying, um, this is like, you know, this is a sort of a blueprint for all reality, right? For, for you know, what, are, are there any other ways that you can see that are, 
taking that information, taking that perspective, and that can it can be applied in a way that is really empowering, you know, in your everyday life. Um, well, yeah. Well, one, like I was sharing before, the, the storing and the sorting of information. Right. You right. know, that basically all systems overlay on top of this, you know, in a way that it's these are the fundamental building blocks to reality, right? Matter and either mm-hmm. concept and construct, you know, and and then the actual construction itself. Well, if I can interject, one of the things that I think you said earlier, if I recall, because we, we talked quite a bit, as we often do, before we're, we're talking, I'm like, man, I need to have the mic on because you go into, you know, a lot of stuff that's, that's fascinating. And, it you know, you see where people can be sort of, it seems like people can be either caught up in one or the other sometimes. They have a propensity to focus on what's already happened, like matter. That's something, that's a history of what's happened in a sense. Or the ether being right, and, what's and, to come. and the matter, and very often we tend to say that what matters is what's material. Right, right, exactly. Right, exactly. and and the the challenge with that is it actually keeps us locked in the past. Right, and you be basically so this is what also becomes empowering is to begin to actually question our reality and become more conscious of it through this kind of secret decoder ring. Right, you know, in the sense that like, oh, okay, so is this a perception, you know, of that's coming from my past experience and the stories that I've created around my past experience, or is this something that's bringing in, you know, space for a future possibility? Yeah. You know, and, and typically where, wherever our focus is, is where we're consciously or unconsciously guiding the outcomes of our reality, especially when it comes to interacting with others. right? Right. Because if I take, you know, well, all these bad things happen to me and I take that to create a story that people, you know, are not good. Well, then my subconscious is basically going to act as though people are not good. And then the response that I'm going to get from people is people not being good. Right. Right. It's, or it's very rare that any, you know, because you treat people at the worst and you tend to get the worst in response. Right. You know, especially when so many of us are acting, you know, or reacting which is a dynamic of the physical aspect or material aspect of consciousness. I guess this is a space where I could now go back and take this model and superimpose it over the brain because that was something that we were talking about Ah, before. Right. Where, um, you know, just going back for a moment to, to kind of connect this to the elements, which I think is really powerful. You heard me talk about, you know, pulling future idea from our father out of the air. Right. You know, and then, uh, using that to feed the fire of our will, mm-hmm. um, then heating up the waters of our emotions. You know, basically I'm, I'm moving from the etheric into the material and then bringing it back through into the present to present right. it right, right as right, right. reality. Well, you know, I can also take a perception of the past, you know, and use that to purge into reality as well. And so it becomes a choice. And this is where the real empowerment takes place is that we have... We don't choose necessarily what happens phenomenologically, but we do choose what stories we create around it, which actually governs how we experience it. And what we experience next. Yeah, because you can have something really shitty happen to you, you know, but if you look at this, you know, this is a great opportunity for me to learn, you know, then I actually don't experience it as shitty as I would if I was just like, God, you know, life sucks and everything's hard. Right. Right. Then, yeah, it just it continues to beat me down. But it's really my own choice. And this is where, you know, you can be really stingy with the types of thoughts you choose to have. 
You know, I mean, those or let the the negative thoughts come through. But if you can begin to become more conscious of them, you know, as they're happening, you know, turn inward. And I think this is what a lot of the, you know, kind of arcane sciences or yoga and all of this speaks about, you know, go within, Mm -hmm. you know, pause, take a deep breath and question before you react. Right. Right. This is another great mantra that a friend gave to me years ago, which, you know, I was complaining about something and he's like, so Hmm. he's like, so don't react, act. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this was great too, cause it, it gave rise to like my discovery of another wordplay, which was reaction and creation, mm-hmm. um, reaction and creation are the same letters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just the difference is where the seeing is taking place. Oh, uh-huh, wow. So, and this is where, wow, that's know, super powerful to realize. Yeah. Cause reactions are things that just happen. It's, it's automatic. Yeah. You know, and basically then beginning to understand the process of how the conscious and subconscious mind work is really helpful in in using this diagram also because it it becomes really a great tool, you know, to constantly look to for transformation in terms of like looking at, you know, wow, the thing that I just did, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. You know, what are the thoughts connected to it? Right. And I guess it's best if I can use examples. Um, you know, like if, uh, yeah, somebody picked something up and I said, Hey, why are you taking my stuff? You know, I'm immediately creating a context around it that this person's stealing from me. Right. You know, and then, and then that person may usually will get defensive, which then to me only reinforces the idea that maybe they were trying to steal it. Right. When in fact I primed the whole thing and I created it. Right. But I created it with my reaction to a reality that I believed existed where I can consciously choose, even if that was that person's intention, I could come at it like if I wanted to create it however I want mm-hmm. it to be, I could be like, oh, wow, I'm noticing that you you know, picked up my this. Isn't that an amazing mm-hmm. you know, thing? You know, and sharing the experience of that thing with you which then is going to steer it in a whole different direction. Right. 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 And now your energy, rather than feeling like you've been slighted by me in any way, is actually you're experiencing oneness right, and right, communication right. with right, me. Right, right? right. So it's like we actually have way more control over our reality than we get. It's just that I think we often think that the control is happening at the level of our looking to manipulate, mm-hmm. you know, others and and take force to how should I say this uh, get the outcome we want rather than actually creating a space to constantly have the best possible well, it's almost like you can have a, a positive level of manipulation in all this like you know I guess manipulation is almost assumed to be a negative word but well this is the difference is that see manipulation in, as I would see it in this context is to force a particular outcome right where what we're talking about and being more conscious of creating spaces really lets go of trying to control the outcome and instead creates the greatest environment space for or environment for the greatest possible outcome that makes sense you know and then what happens is we're constantly able to be wowed and in awe of the things that come through you right. know because then we're in a space of being able to be surprised right rather than disenchanted you know from having expectations right uh so that's also you know a beautiful thing and then it's like we get to be grateful for whatever comes through and 
Uh, yeah, I think we went a little bit off for a sec, but so tying this into the four elements, you know, again, taking that diagram, you could have, you know, on the etheric realm, you have, you know, the sun, which is fire and gas, air, right? And then you have the moon, which is pure matter. And then where they come together, you know, you have the earth, mm. right? And it's funny, actually, because the symbol for the earth is a circle with a cross through mm. it. In Interesting. Astronomical um, stuff. Wow, I wasn't aware of that. And, uh, yeah, and also alchemy and old alchemical symbolism. Uh, and so that cross then represents where you had two elements of, you could call it fire and matter, you know, or earth. Mm-hmm. Now you get two new elements, right, in that shape where they intersect right. of air and water. Right, right, right. You know, and these actually become, uh, this is what's used for the playing cards, for the tarot deck, you know, earth, air, fire, and water, those four mm-hmm, elements, mm-hmm. four directions. And it's funny that there's a synthesis to the four seasons, mm-hmm. you know, and you can begin to see all of those things and connect those through this as well. And, and you'll begin to see that there's properties that reflect on both sides. You know, and where the etheric realm tends to be more masculine, you know, and the um, material realm tends to be more feminine, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's connected also, you know, in the words, like, what does mother do? You know, she protects, she holds on, you know, and and often father is the one wanting, you know, to set free and Mm -hmm. to liberate, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, talking about grand ideas and, and dreams. And... Yeah, and, and the material consciousness is much more practical and pragmatic in a sense of, you know, survival, mm-hmm. right? Where we've all been living, I think, at that that level for a long time. And, you know, the exciting thing now is I think by this kind of perfected masculine, we can actually now create an empowering context for us all to live in where we all thrive, and, and that's one where everybody wins. It's not right. about you winning over others anymore. It's about finding win-win scenarios for everything. Right. You know, and then um, imagine creating a divine alignment where, where people would choose, you know, or where you could choose something that was not only good for you, but good for your friends and your community and good for the planet. Right. All together. Imagine if all of our choices became that way. You know, we're all choosing things. Yeah, where, you know, there's no longer this dichotomy in East and West, because I think this is this is another way that you can begin to actually perceive what's happening in reality, mm-hmm. right? Like, I see over here in the East being the material consciousness, and then in the West being the etheric, right? Where in the East, they promote the community, Mm-hmm. as the being the most important thing. In communism, the right. most important thing is the community, right, right? Right, right? And there's an expense, though, or a cost, and that's individual freedom, right? right? They right, tell right. you, you want to be an artist? Tough. Right, right. You know, we need another doctor. Mm-hmm. You're going yeah, to medical school. Yeah. You know, in the West, you know, we prioritize the freedom of the individual, but there's a cost there, mm-hmm. right? And it's the expense of the community. Right. Right, because here, everybody's you know, dog eat dog trying to one up each other to, to get on the top of the hill, stepping mm-hmm. on everybody else on the way. Right. And you know, then nobody's ever happy. Even once a person's gotten to the top, they're constantly now having to defend their spot right. to keep from right. getting knocked off. Totally. So it's, it's just, it's bankrupt on both sides. And you see that this, this is kind of 
it's been an evolution of our own consciousness. You know, these were important ideas. Yeah, the community is important, right? And yeah, so is the individual. And their criticisms of each other are also, you yeah, know, right. right and accurate. So, you know, instead of now, this is a, maybe kind of like a, a ad hoc concept to, to put on top of this, but it's instead of like looking for to find right and wrong, it's just always looking for the good in everything. Right. What's right with this? Right, right, right. You know, and and then from that place, there's never any disagreement anymore. It's just finding the value in everything where it serves us at its greatest potentiality. Right. You know, and then no argument anymore either. Right. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Communists, the community is important. Right, right, right. And they can be like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right, too. Yeah, individual yeah. freedom and ability, you know, for self-expression is important. Right, right, right. And, you know, those two things come together now and we have this possibility as those towers, you know, crumble. Now there's this new possibility in the center where we can synthesize all of these things, create mm-hmm. a world where all of these notions are served and supported. And now you celebrate the individual in the context of the community, in right. the context of the ecology. It's sort of, of like what you're talking about on the last uh, episode where you joined us uh, in, in relationships and how by being vulnerable, it instantly opens up. If one side is vulnerable, the other side is vulnerable. Right. And now there's a whole new opportunity for growth as right. a result of stepping into that space. Yeah, and we all have the ability to respond. You know, it, it's this thing, you know, I think the other thing is so many of us don't want to take responsibility for things that we think are not our fault or, you know, not, you know, our uh, obligation, right? Or we view that word responsibility as obligation when, in fact, it's the ability to respond. Yeah. Yeah. And, and power, when you have no ability to respond with something, you have no power. So if you don't take responsibility, you have no power with that thing. Right, right, right. If you take responsibility, then you have power. And so we're able to take responsibility for anything, you know, and be, and be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody has a negative experience, you know, we could try to defend how what we did, you know, was right. And how we didn't know that we were being unconscious toward them. Or we could just say, wow, you know, I, I can agree that that's the experience that you had. Right. And by my not disagreeing with you now, I can also offer that that was totally not my intention. Mm -hmm. And I can see how, you know, my actions could have been perceived that way. Right. You know, so I apologize for your experience. And, you know, I will, you know, make sure to be more careful in the future of, you know, whatever actions I take. It's like you cut through all of the wounding, hurt feelings and posturing, and things become much quicker and simpler. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know if I think we may have gone off a little bit again. <laughs> we got off in a good direction, if so, because that's all very useful and very insightful. And uh, unfortunately, man, time goes really quickly. Uh, Where are we at? Yeah, <laughs> time goes super quick. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else. Was there anything else that we wanted to make sure and share before we? Of course, you're going to come back on another episode as well. I mean. Th- you start connecting these things and using these tools. You see how other things work in those same aspects. Uh, communication, as an example, works through the same diagram. Right. You know, in the sense that um, there's there. Hmm, I don't know if I want to say material communication versus etheric. Yeah, actually, I could. In that sense, it would be. You know, it's interesting. Some people are more literal. Mm-hmm. Some people are more uh, 
interpretive right, in right. terms of the way they hear things and then also in terms of the way they speak. Right. right? And, and this is also really useful because it helps us to release that everybody else listens and expresses the way that we do. It's like everyone learns differently. Yeah. It's some are visual learners. We talked about this at lunch, you know, where, um, if I said, gosh, it's hot in here, you know, what would your response be? Either it's hot or, Oh, how can I solve the problem? Either agreement or what would your response be? If I said it's hot in here, you know, what's funny is I noticed an hour or two after we had this conversation at lunch, uh-huh. you actually said it's hot in here. Yeah. And my response was, yeah, it is hot right. in here. You're right. So that would be my response because that was what was my natural response Right. So, so then we would say that in this case, you tend to listen more literally. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And, and now... I could get upset being like, well, why don't you do something about it or right. turn the air conditioning on, right? Because right, right? Right. that's really what i Why didn't I'm you wanting. take my hint? Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But see, that's so that's people who, who speak and or listen literally. Right. You know, and and then people who listen interpretatively, when I said it's hot in here, they go turn the air conditioning on right. without, right. you know, and I may not want that. But it's it's really, it's interesting to notice these things and to see how people's traits and characteristics can fall on different sides of the same diagram. Right. You know, or in different varying degrees on it. Right, right, right. Uh, it works also in terms of like seeing how some, you know, David Data has this great book. I hate the name of it. It's called Way of the Superior Man. But it, it really, just because it's not about man and woman in that way, it's really, he's breaking out those forms of communication and he's calling them masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's saying that, you know, basically the feminine doesn't listen to the content that it's saying, you know, like my mom may say like when she's mad, like, I hate you. I never want to speak to you again. Right. But is she really saying, I hate you. I never want to speak to you again. Right. right. Probably not. (laughs) No, she's, you know, she's saying she's frustrated or she's upset, you know, Mm -hmm. angry, whatever. Um, it's the emotional content that's important. And then, in fact, I may even say to her later on, you know, you said you hated me and you never wanted to speak to me again. And she'd say, you're crazy. I would never say that right, to you. Right, right, because she didn't mean she, that. Because that's not what she meant. And she didn't even hear those words coming out of her mouth. And that's somebody, you know, who I'd say is is communicating reactively again also it's subconscious mm-hmm. our conscious mind often is looking the other direction when the right. subconscious is doing stuff right like we like to think of ourselves as this perfected conscious you know idea of ourselves you know and then are often blind to the way we're actually showing up right you know? and so this is where this also becomes really helpful in seeing that oh yeah we have subconscious ways of being that are often not in alignment with how we see ourselves or even how we may think others see us or perceive us right uh, so getting access to that and using these things again to that dualistic model and principle. And then really the, the, the middle point actually tends to be the place where we find the greatest integration and synthesis, mm-hmm. you know, especially for re- reducing conflict for it's like, oh, you know what, if I become less reactive, you know, and more creative, Right. And then I can I can use my my words to describe, you know, a past from a negative story that I have about it. Right. I mean, to describe something in the present Mm -hmm. from a negative story I have around past stuff or I could create a context around it from, you know, a brilliant 
paradise possibility mm-hmm. of what I would like mm-hmm. and you know how I want it to be and very often it will fill into that space I found that to be one of my own um, I guess uh, better attributes uh, that have served me well in the fact that uh, being uh, as my uncle has called me I remember many years ago the eternal optimist you know and taking whatever it is that's transpiring and taking and telling a story around it that it really serves me right and how it's benefiting me and how I can find the sort of the the diamond in the lump of coal kind of thing and, yeah. and by doing that it it makes it so right and I think you know if more people realize that it's all about the story that you decide to tell about what's transpiring is really what gives it its meaning and its definition and it, it springs to life based off of that because right. you are that uh, that present who's dis- defining and determining right. what it all means because it's really neutral by definition in a sense yeah yeah and I mean you you create the space for possibility right or lack of it right right yeah. exactly this has been super insightful as awesome. always Chris we look forward to uh you know, having you back on, um, so much, so much stuff to share. Uh, and for those of you, once again, um, be sure and come out to one love if you can, October 20th through 22nd, I'll be there. Chris is producing the event and a lot of amazing music and talks like this and amazing people. And, uh, a lot of people really striving to get in tune with this level of connection and vulnerability and all the things that we're talking about. And it creates such a, a great container. Yeah, the festival itself is is intended to be like an empowering context for us all to gather, have more fun than we could ever imagine and and relate to each other, you know, in a way in which we are all being the one love. Yeah, and that actually leads to what we're going to talk about next is being the one, yeah, yeah. being the gift. Yeah. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be we'll be back soon with that. And in the meantime, we do have a song from uh, one of the One Love artists. Uh, what did you choose to? Oh yeah, Moby. So Moby is one of our headliners and uh, extreme ways. Beautiful. Till next time, journey well. Love you all. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.
for this. 